Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. What does it mean to be in a relationship with your money? And how do you know what that relationship is or what it should be? Well, my friends, it's up to you to decide what kind of relationship you want. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. I've been exploring this whole realm of money mindfulness and your relationship with money for some time now. Hopefully, you see the connections I'm trying to make and definitely the meaning behind my madness. The real, solid, sticky, life-changing, outrageous, spectacular, effing awesome changes I've seen people make with their money have come from one singular place, changing their relationship and ultimately their minds around money. And if you don't think it can work, I dare you to take 30 days and sit with this one question. What are the negative mindsets around money that are holding you back? I want you to name them, give them a face, and then one by one, change them consciously, step by step. 
I know it sounds easy, but it actually is. I think that's the secret, that it actually is that easy. I've done it myself in the thick of thick and even surprised myself so many times. But I don't just want you to take it from me. On the pod today is my new friend, Dr. Wayne Purnell. He's a clinical psychologist, executive coach with over 40 years experience, relationship expert, black belt, musician. Okay, really, he's done it all. And I think you're going to also fall in love with Dr. P. So Dr. Wayne Purnell, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast. Thank you for being here. What a great day to be learning more and more about money and the relationship with it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I think every day is a great day to learn about money, but I, I'm a little bit partial. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand your friends call you Dr. P. So is it is it cool if we go with Dr. P? You're my friend. So call me Dr. P. Fantastic. Well, I wanted to start out with just kind of generally speaking about the word relationship. We throw this word around casually in lots of different ways, but I'm curious, where did this word come from and what does the word actually mean? It's so important to understand that we think about relationships as being static and especially a relationship with money. Before I talk about that, let me talk about the relationship we have with people. You know, when you get together with somebody and you are with them for a period of time, you in some ways begin to take them for, not for granted, but you you sort of yeah. expect them to be there. They're always there. They're there for you. They're there in a certain way. And that's a mistake. And then the same then transfers over and I'll tell you how that's a mistake. And, and that's how I want to lead into describing the relationship with money or the, the yeah, meaning, absolutely. right. So the meaning of relationship, if we just assume that we've always had a relationship with money, it'll just be there. We'll show up for it. It'll show up for us. We use it. It's very one-sided. And right. So exactly. The meaning of the word relationship, it has Latin roots. And re is the first part of relationship, re. So think about it. If you redo something, you are doing it again, right? So if, right. if you chose to redo something, you're doing it again. So re starts with like that, that means again. So relationship is to do something again. Lation is the way things come together. How do mm. come together? So it's the inter interaction of, and so in a, in a human relationship, how do we come together? And remember that the, the doctor part of Dr. P, my background is clinical psychology that I, that I took a left turn into business with almost, wow, it's been about 35, 36 years at this point. So I've been doing this a long time and I've worked with couples and, Sometimes, you know, guys will say things like, well, she's not the woman I married. <laughs> I'm like, no kidding. Duh. You don't <laughs> want the woman you married. How old was she when you married her? 19, 20, even 25? It's like, if you've been married any length of time, the development, you've changed, your partner's changed. Well, the same is true with money. So re is again, lation is is to come together and ship is the state of. And so relationship is the state of coming together again. And we have to understand that every day is a new day with money 
because money has changed from one day to the next, and we don't recognize that enough. We wow. changed from one day to the next, and we don't recognize that enough either. You know, what we desire one day, if you pause and say, okay, I'm going to park that desire. Let me, st- let me see if I still want this thing I really want. Let me park it, and I'll come back to it. Well, Mm. a day or two later, that thing that just seems so, you know, you just needed it so badly might not be, have all the luster. It might not really (laughs) be as, as shiny and new as you thought it was. So what is the way that you come together again with your partner? And in this case, your partner is money because it's got to be working for you and with you and you've got to do something to nurture it. Right. So, yeah, that's great. So understanding how, relationship with money is it's huge. And how much does your your upbringing or your past or maybe the things you haven't really analyzed in terms of your relationship with money or maybe why you make certain decisions like how impactful is this is that or, or how important is that for you to spend some time thinking about that? You know, I'm sitting here shaking my head. Yes. Like it, it's incredibly important. Because I'll tell you, I was raised in an era where money was just not talked about. You didn't discuss money. You didn't discuss certain things. And so my parents never talked about money with me. And I made sure that as I had kids, I was absolutely going to talk to them about this is what it is. This is how it works. You know, the lesson I got from my dad, he was, he was, uh, and still is. (laughs) He offers offers lessons uh, in a way to guide people. Um, (laughs) I like how you're you're monitoring how you're going to say this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So I'm choosing my words carefully here. So, and you can hear that in my tone. So here's the thing. My dad would say things like, you know, rich or poor, it's good to have money. And And that's great. It's a lovely piece of wisdom. The problem is he never taught me how to get it. Yes. Right. Right. And he never taught me the proper care and nurturing of it. It's sort of like, hey, if you're a farmer, it's great to raise crops. Okay. (laughs) Right. What do I do to get that? And that's, that's where each of us, each of us, we've had a different upbringing, even, and this is a, this is a huge one for our listeners. Even if you're in the same family, you've had a different relationship and a different upbringing than your siblings. And so you need to recognize what were you taught? What were you taught inadvertently? Maybe you saw your siblings get something that you didn't have, or maybe you were the lucky one and you were given things all the time, you never had to worry because things were always just, oh, here you go. You know, if you're the baby, you were going to be taken care of. Uh, yeah. And, right. And so maybe depending on what birth order you were, depending on what year it was that you came into the world, uh, your parents had a certain way of being with you that was different than being with anybody else. And so Absolutely, you must pay attention to what lessons were you taught either overtly or very subtly that you picked up 
Is there any way or any uh, like exercise or strategy that you have of how you can go back and really ask yourself those questions or like try to work through some of that? What a what a great question. Yeah, that's that's you you actually answered the question in your question, which is 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 there a way to really pay attention to it? And the way is to pay attention to it. You go back and you say, what is my relationship with money right now? First of all, and and if you're like, well, I don't have one, <laughs> that's important to know um, because you do have one. So the attitude of, well, I don't have one means you've chosen to cut yourself off from it. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is huge. Well, well, the relationship of money is is that it always runs away from me. Really? So what's your part of that relationship? Well, my relationship with money is I have a ton of it, but I don't have friends. Or I have a ton of it and nobody knows. Or I have a ton of it. It's like, that's great. Here's the thing. Are you hoarding? Are you, you know? Or are you nurturing? And and then you start to go, well, what's what did I learn about money? I think that's really key. Like if you if I think any one of us as an exercise should list what were the top three lessons I got from my parents about money? And as I told you, you know, the one of the top lessons I got, rich or poor, it's good to have money. That's great, but it's not a real lesson. Yeah, totally. I mean, my my husband talks all the time about his his dad telling him, "You just got to save your money. You just got to save your money." And he's like, "Okay, but how and what for and where?" Exactly. And so none of that was really instilled. So when he was trying to figure out how to save money, he's like, "I don't I don't know how to like how do I know how to, you know, I'm just supposed to like instinctively know how to do this." And I find that so much with money. It's like, you know, here's the 10 tips to do this, or here's the five ways to do this, but there isn't any like, but how, and then how do you, how do you realize that you're, that you're different and maybe the quote unquote baggage or, or or stuff that's inside of you is, you know, preventing you from being able to, to do that. Yes. And, and that is strictly through self-examination. Right. You have to look at what were, what were you taught? Now, one of the things, I, I just had this conversation with my son. He's 25. And, and I was talking with him about what I learned growing up. And he was talking with me about what he learned, which means what did I impart to him? Right. And it was fascinating because he learned that, uh, you know, that there are, there are people of his age, uh, the millennials, who don't plan for the future. I taught him the value of compounding, either compounding debt or compounding interest that works in your favor. And if you're working for a company that offers a 401k, take it. Yes. And put into it. And and so many millennials, and it's a broad generalization, and I, I actually am very careful not to paint all millennials in a certain way because you paint any group in a certain way and you you are suddenly wrong. So I will say that in general, my experience with other millennials is that it is very now based, very now based as in, 
I just want my paycheck. Right. I don't need the benefits. I'm healthy. What do I need healthcare for? Um, I don't need to save. Why would I do that? And the thing is that that's very, that is very now based instead of, well, at some point, this thing, because it compounds, it actually pays you back. And that's your relationship. You are growing it. You are feeding it. You are tending to that garden. So it pays you the the dividend down the road. And when you do it with a 401k, for example, uh, and I'm not offering money advice. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not my role. Um, uh, <clears throat> when, when you do it with a 401k, very often employers match it, which is free money. It's like, Which well, is the what? best thing ever. It is. It totally is. So um, one of the things, if I can share another lesson that, that Lucas, my son, reminded me about. Yes. He said, it was really fascinating because I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten I did this to him. Um, but he said that he, uh, I set him up uh, to earn some money stuffing paychecks. I mean, yeah, stuffing envelopes, right. sorry, envelopes. And it was for a mailer with, with another company. So they were, they actually gave him a paycheck in doing this work. And he learned two things. The first was when you get a paycheck, there are taxes that come out of it, no matter what, how much you're earning. And so if you think you're working for $15 an hour or, you know, 20, if you're lucky or 30, if you're really lucky, 40, you know, it's like if you're working for a certain hourly wage and you multiply that by how many hours you've worked in the week, your paycheck is not a direct multiplication. Yes. <laughs> and it was great because he got outraged when he was like, you mean that there are, there are, you know, these people that are, that are taking my money because they're using my tax dollars. And since then, he's grown to recognize, yes, tax dollars do work. They do support uh, public programs that do support people. And he's in, in favor of that. He was just outraged that. <laughs> yes. Who is this? Who is this FICA person? And why are they taking money from me? <laughs> exactly. So that was one great lesson that he learned is that is is that it's never a straight amount. OK, friend, I want to know. What are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions 
vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. It was interesting. I was watching this uh, little spot on the Today Show yesterday, and they were talking about the ever popular debate and surge of teaching kids whatever age they are about financial literacy. And uh, I teach at a university here in Los Angeles. And so I've seen this firsthand, but I'm just curious about your feedback. Like one of the the, uh, sort of reflections that they had about this was that if kids learn about money, they come home and they ask their parents about money. Their parents don't want to disclose or talk about things. Like, why do you think we've created the society where none of us really wants to talk about money? Because to me, I see this as a huge, like glaring problem as to why there are so many issues around money. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember that our daughter asked my wife if she ever paid bills. And <laughs> and it's because she had seen somebody else uh, write checks. Right. And my wife doesn't write checks. Everything's paid online. And so the reality is that we can be very secretive about money. And the reason I think is that we were taught that. We were yeah. taught that money is status and that um, you mustn't brag, which is great. Um, but that also if you're less than, you certainly don't want to share that because that makes you less than out there. And so I think it really is very important to have those open conversations. How does it work? You don't have to, you know, dear mom and dad, you don't have to tell me how much you make. Although for us in our household, we were always very open about that. You know, that this is what it costs to have a house. This is what it costs to have a mortgage. Guess what? There's heating. Guess what it costs? <laughs> Guess what it costs to feed a family? Oh, by the way, um, the cars are not yet fully paid for, which means we're paying monthly on that. Guess what that costs? And so really to to have that as an open conversation, I think that's huge. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. It's imperative, I think. I was I was taught growing up, which is kind of interesting, one of the lessons, I was given three banks, little piggy banks. And so I'd get an allowance in the form of quarters, I think. Um, <laughs> not even dollars. Here's, here's, like, here's like four quarters or eight quarters. I don't remember the, the exact dollar amount that I was given. I just remember I had a, uh, a savings and I would choose to put some money away. And when the bank got a little bit full, I would actually take it to the physical location bank and deposit all my quarters. Uh, so one was savings. One was gifts, which was think about other people. Oh, yeah. And right. And and I thought that was very clever because my my parents taught me that, you know, don't let gifts be a surprise. You know, there are birthdays coming up. You know, there's the winter holidays coming up. Save for that. If you're going to be giving gifts to people, save a little aside for that. And the other bank that I had was uh, for fun. Wow. And so. Right. So anything I wanted, I had to save for. And um, I think that's really important. Now, Lucas, I wanted to close the loop on this. Lucas's second uh, 
lesson that he got from me was, well, I earned this money. I want to spend it. There's a video game I want. And so I said, show me the money. If you have the money, you show me that you have it. And he showed it to me very proudly. He's got it. And he's, and I said, <laughs> cool, put it, put it right here. And I had him put it on the table. And then I put a giant uh, paperweight on top of it. And I said, that money is yours. You may spend it. Right. In 30, in 30 days, if you still want to spend it on that video game, it is all yours. Wow. Every day, every day you must look at that money and tell it that that's where you want it to go. So what happened in 30 days? <laughs> in 30 days, he decided that he wanted something different. Yes. That's what happens. Isn't that great? So people, people will generally say, well, I don't know how to save money. Well, you know, the easiest way to double your money, the easiest way to double your money is you take it out of your pocket, you fold it in half, and you put it back in your pocket. Ta-da! Folding it in half doubles your money because <laughs> you haven't spent it, right? It's like it's still there. So, and that's huge. And he's he thanked me for that. Even as an adult, he's as I said, he's twenty five. He he thanked me for that lesson because uh, I, I taught him delayed gratification. That's great. Yeah, we have a rule, my husband and I, that if anything's over a hundred dollars, we have to sit on the we have to sit on it for at least 48 hours and we have to have a conversation about it. So we're not quite 30 days, but there's definitely like a deliberate intention to where we're spending our money, how we're spending it. And, and that sort of delayed response is gives you time to think, okay, wait, do I actually really need this or could this go like another place? So it's not an exact science, but I really think some of that does help because I think it does, like you say, it it helps trigger your thinking around how you're spending your money. It definitely helps. Uh, you know, any kind of delay. There's um, in back to the idea of relationships. The you know the beside your parents, probably your relationship with money is the longest relationship you'll have, and. And so if you're angry and you're quick to fire off, it's good to delay having a response. And the same is true with if you're impulsive at all and you go, oh, I really must have this. It's really good to delay your response. Now, one of the things that I learned is um, I, am not, I never allow myself to, to shop online after 10 p.m. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. It is a personal it is a personal rule that I that I know about myself. I'm tired, I'm lonely, the house is dark, I could use a present. This looks good and my whole limbic system lights up going, oh, "Wouldn't that be great? I could see myself using it." And then the parcel arrives and I felt like that happened multiple times. And I, I sort of felt guilty, like this thing showed up. Right. Like, now, what am I going to do with it? I shouldn't use it. I should use it because I paid for it. I shouldn't use it because then I'm showing it off, whatever it was. Right. So, and that happened multiple times till I realized, well, every time that happened, I was buying things after 10 o'clock on the internet stay offline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that like brings up a good, a good question I want to ask you. So 
let's say you recognize some of these things about yourself, about your relationship with money. How could you proactively begin to change some of those things, like even just little steps? I think now is a good time for me to introduce an acronym I made. Yes, I love acronyms. Okay. The acronym is money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So here we go. M is manage. Now look, manage comes from the root word manos, believe it or not, which which if you know Latin or or even your uh, Spanish, manos is hands. So right. when, you, when you manage something, you were actually hands-on. Mm, that's good. So the M in money is manage. You must be hands-on. It's not like, yeah, I, I you know, I have I have money. It's like, no, how much, what's in your account, what's in each account, how much is on your credit cards? What are the interest rates on your credit cards? You've got to track, you've got to account. And it might not be a bad idea to keep a journal. I remember the first time I did this, I had a pocket notebook and I, for 30 days for a month, I tracked absolutely every expense, whether it was, well, I just, you know, used my debit card to buy gum or, um, you know, I bought a $3 coffee or a $5 coffee or a $10 burrito. Every expense gets tracked. So manage hands-on. You've got to keep track of it. The O in money is for one goal at a time. Yes. I love this one. I preach this all the time. That's awesome. So here's what happens. People get into, well, I'm going to save for a car. There's a fancy watch I want. There's a house I want to buy. Oh, there's this vacation. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I'm going to buy that. Hey, look, oh, a textbook won't cost me that much. Oh, um, you know, I I just needed uh, lunch out with some friends. And it's like, no, no, one goal at a time. If you know you are saving for, it doesn't really matter. Like there's no judgment around it. If you're saving for um, a a, a T-Rex sculpture for your front yard, there's no judgment around that. You could pay for that. Allow allow yourself that, right? That's what you want. Awesome. Be that. Have that. That's your goal. Cool. How much are you putting aside until you get there? And then you decide, well, um, I really want this $10 burrito. And so one of the questions I ask is, is what you're doing right now getting you closer to or further from your goal? And that is a daily, maybe moment by moment question is what you're doing right now, getting you closer to or further from your goal. Well, no, I could bring a sandwich instead of buying another $10 burrito, right? Because that's $50 a week. If you're, if you're eating lunch out every day at $10 a day, that's, that's $50 a week. It's $200 a month that compounds. Couldn't that buy your front yard T-Rex a little faster or a vacation or a home or whatever it is you're saving for, right? Yeah. So more than one goal at a time actually dilutes the goal and you don't get there. So we have M for manage, O for one goal at a time, N is nurture. 
pay attention to yourself and your money and and really give it, it is a relationship so give the attention that you would give a significant other give that to your money uh, recognize that it could be with the way the market is going with the way that gas prices have gone up and come down and gone back up it could be your money could be a little needy so we might want to you know be easy with it just pay attention to it care for it a little more so manage one goal at a time nurture the e for the acronym money is encourage are there are there better ways for it to grow right you know some people some people park they have a little bit of money they've set aside a few thousand dollars and they put it in a cd awesome <laughs> like that's <laughs> Awesome. Yes. <laughs> like it's a great way for it not to grow. It's a great way right. for not to touch it. That's lovely. It's not uh, the best, the best place for it. So if you're going to encourage your money to be healthy and thrive, you've got to recognize that compounding interest works in your favor when it's higher and it works against you when you have debt. And so you need to be paying attention to it. How are you making it grow? How are you getting yourself out of debt? And just really be sure you're feeding it. So that we have M-O-N-E and the why in money is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate. Look, you've worked hard to get to a certain goal. I think the worst thing you can do to any relationship is strangle your partner. Yes. Right. So when you smother it, it's like, well, I'm so protective. I'm not going to let it go. Really? Like you've got to let it go. You've got to save to a place. Let's say you wanted that vacation and you saved and you got it. Wow. Really enjoy yourself. You earned that. You saved towards it. You, you know, you wanted that video game. You wanted that T-Rex. You wanted that, (laughs) that uh, vacation. Great. Celebrate it. So yes, like recognize that this, that, that working with money is not about rules and constriction. It's about the way you would treat your health. You know, if you want yourself to feel good, you're going to work out. If you want yourself to feel good, you're going to eat right. If you want your money to uh, feel good, you're going to help it work out and to feed it correctly. And so once you get there, you know what? Celebrate that. Celebrate that you've attained that goal, right? Wow. Yeah, that's just such great advice. I think that acronym, I really think is everybody should like write that out, print that out, plaster it somewhere, put it in the notes of their phone. Because I think when you can remember to think about money in that way, I think you can really start to cultivate a healthy relationship around money. You're not going to do this perfectly. And that, that that's not even a goal to attain, you know, to attain to you. But um but I think you can just have a gentle reminder of of why you're doing this, why you're focusing on this, why you need to be in a good relationship. Exactly. Exactly. So recognize that it is a relationship and that what you give to it, it does give back. You know, it's not it's not stingy. It's more of a mirror of you. So this is your relationship. And and it's interesting, you know, with my background in psychology, people have asked me, well, you know, what happens when people come into money? Don't they become really 
evil. Like there's a lot of thought about, about only bad people have money. Right. In my experience, with money comes you, 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 money doesn't buy happiness it buys freedom yes right it buys freedom of choice and so my experience about about money is those who have it or get it suddenly become more of who they were and so if you're already kind of a poo head then you're going to be more of that out there and and that may be something you want to atta- uh, attend to sooner rather than later if you're somebody who's generous and a big heart, you're going to be more of that, knowing how to manage your money so that it doesn't all uh, slide through your fingers allows you to give even greater when you allow for compounding interest, you allow for for reserves. And so recognize that, that uh, having money allows you to serve more greatly. And that's huge because a lot of people think, oh, people with money are bad people. That's a money mindset you've got to get over. And people with money are people with money. Money relates back to you the way you relate to it. And so your job is to be a good human, nurture money so that you can serve more greatly. Wow. This has been such an impactful episode, Dr. P. I cannot thank you enough for these gems. I mean, I feel like the whole episode is something that should be on repeat often, but I would love for you to let listeners know where they can go to connect with you and and find out more about what you do and what you're up to. Okay. Well, thank you. The you know the the listeners need to know my my name. You know, I do go by Dr. P. My name is Wayne Purnell, W-A-Y-N-E-P-E-R-N-E-L-L. And if you go to waynepurnell.com, that's where you'll find out about me. And more important is, I, you know, I have five books out. I'm, an, I'm a number one international bestselling author. And one of my number one books is called The Significance Factor. And I would like to give The Significance Factor to our listeners if you went to if you go to www.waynepurnell.com slash free, you will get the significance factor. And that book is about it's, you know, when you have success, when you've earned and gained and worked your way to a certain place, that is success. When you begin to use that success to make an impact. That's significance. And I think that's that's really why I want to give our listeners the significance factor. So going to waynepurnell.com slash free, um, not only can you connect with me there, uh, you will also get the significance factor as a download for free. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.